Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Tashara Jones. Tashara is the first woman to hold the office of treasurer in St. Louis and the founder of a citywide children's savings program. Learn how making small investments in savings accounts today can lead to bright, secure futures for your kids. Hi, Tashara. Hello, Mish. So we got to meet because you did an amazing talk at TEDx Gateway Arch. Yes, thank you. That was great. It It was was so fun. So tell me about it. What was the experience like for you? Um, It took me a little bit out of my comfort zone because I speak in front of people all the time. All the time, yeah. Um, But never have I had to memorize like the whole thing and it was 15 minutes long. Right, right. Um, But it was one of those experiences where I had, I felt like I had to have it in order to push myself to do different things. Right. I'm always open to new experiences. Um, So it was a great experience to have, learned a lot about, you know, slides and presentations. You know, I've done those before, but just how to make them more impactful um, and uh, and to make presentations more impactful. So I, I, I really loved having those lessons. I love hearing that. And it, it, it's very true. I, all the speakers, I mean, the, every single speaker that has gone through has said, you know, that, oh my gosh, I learned so much. It's such mm-hmm. a different way of speaking. Yes. It's completely different. And memorizing it, wow. I know, we ask mm-hmm. a lot, don't we? It's a mm-hmm. lot of time. Yeah, it's a lot of time. But now I have five new friends. <laughs> <laughs> and and right, more. The other, and it's right. just going to keep happening. Yeah. You know, once that, once you're, so we, so we are right now editing all the talks, yes. right? But once mm-hmm. those talks start getting out there, you You'll have you have lots of friends yeah. around the world, yeah. right? So I love it. I love it. So let's talk about. I mean, what an accomplishment! What a cool thing yeah. about being treasurer. What has that experience been like for you? So the treasurer is the most unique elected official in the country because not only am I the chief cash management, banking, and investment officer for the city, I am the parking supervisor. Really? <laughs> yes. This antiquated law back in the 1950s, the treasurer went to the state legislature and said, hey, I want to be the parking supervisor. And they said, okay. <laughs> it just stuck. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Treasury, parking, gotcha. You're in. Yeah, Because, you know, St. Louis, we always have to be unique <laughs> and different. And so our government structure is unique and different yes. in that we're our own city and our own county. Right. Yes. Right. Right. Because of that, we have city elected officials or municipal elected officials and what's called county elected officials of the county of the city of St. Louis. Right. And I am a county elected official, which means my office is a creature of state government. Okay. But because I'm also the treasurer, or I am the treasurer, the treasurer is a municipal function. So I have both. It's, so I have, How, it I have sounds like responsibilities you have to really balance in the charter. This. Yeah, responsibilities in the charter and responsibilities from state government. And, and I'm, it seems like I'm always in a fight. Oh, gosh. <laughs> or fighting with yourself. You're fighting with myself, <laughs> fighting with my colleagues in City Hall. I'm like, can't we all just get along? Exactly. Please. <laughs> you know, we're all one. Let's, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I'm stuck on the parking thing. Yes. I have to know more about this. So yes. are you the person responsible for the people going around giving the tickets? Yes. Okay. Parking tickets, uh, parking meters, uh, several uh, city-owned garages and surface lots, and uh, park, and, you know, like, 
parking policy, basically. So this is the most hilarious question I'm going to have because I just have to know. But I always wonder, because I use the parking app. Yes. You know, and there's different parking apps. There's right. like one for this place, one for that place. Right. I have all of them there's for St. Louis. Right. And I know, oh, I'm at this parking that place. When I do that, are do the parking attendant people know like, she's got two minutes left. Like, do they know that that they can come? I got to keep up on I keep up on it. Yeah, so that I'm not sure of because we're in the midst of some of some changes in our parking software. Okay. But they can definitely see on the meter as the meter is, uh, if it's a single space meter, if that time is is dwindling. But I don't know if they, they can, can see, see it from, it from an from app. app. Like I always wonder if they were like sitting around, look at the apps going, any minute now, this one's going to go, let's go check <laughs> No, they, they literally are just kind of walking their beat. And, you know, if they pull up um, the space that you're in and the app says that it's expired, then they'll write the ticket. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I just had to know. It's one of those <laughs> weird questions that have been in my head. Well, you're here. Yeah. I can ask yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, t- so are you from St. Louis? Born and raised. And, and you have, and your family, right? Yes. Your family. So talk about your family because your family's been involved in St. Louis. For, yeah. Yes. Yes. So dad. my mother, God rest her soul, never wanted me to be a politician. No, because she watched your dad. <laughs> you she think? watched my dad. Yeah. You know, she and my dad were grade school sweethearts. Really? Yeah. They've, oh. they've been together since they were 12 years old. Oh, my God. Right. And that so, is unusual. Yeah, exactly. And so she watched his career grow and all of the good and bad that came from it. You know, they she was able to experience a lot of great stuff. And then also, you know, towards the end of his career, you know, the pain that goes along with that as right. well. Um, and so I remember her telling me, and this was way before she passed away in 2000, but she was like, don't follow your dad. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> it is a difficult, difficult road. Don't do it. Um, and, and he actually asked me, you know, are you sure when I first brought to him that I wanted right. to do politics. He's like, are you really sure? You've seen what I've gone right. through, daughter. Right. <laughs> you know how th- how this could end. Yes. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm sure this is this is really what I want to do. He said, okay, well, I'm with you 200%. Let's go. But it is, I mean, you know, I, I, I know it's got to be a difficult road. And, um, and people can take things and twist things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when you're in politics, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't want you to look great. And so they right. will figure out ways to make you not look great. How do you as a human being deal with all of that? Yeah, prayer and prayer and alcohol. Ah, well, there you go. <laughs> Drinking is always a good idea. <laughs> no, no, but I mean... But literally prayer. Uh, I have, uh, you know, my faith is everything to me. And, uh, and, you know, one of Martin Luther King's less famous statements is a lie doesn't last always. Ah, so, yes. Right. So, you know, they'll tell a whole bunch of lies, but they don't last always. Um, and now with social media, it makes it even worse because people can tag you and lie about you. <laughs> um, but I've, I've, you know, gotten more mature, you know, because I was more mature as social media came out anyway. Yes. I was already yes. in my 30s. Right. So I was able to approach it in a different manner. And so it doesn't rule my life like it does everybody else. And then I also keep reminding myself that social media is an echo chamber. And when you think about that echo chamber, and especially of people who vote in that echo chamber, yes, it's less than 10%. Really? Yes. 
uh, Third Way did some research on social media users and how many of them are actually voters, and less than 10% <gasps> Boy, of the electorate— Boy, they sure the heck are opinionated for not being voters. Yeah, but they're, they're squeaky wheels. Yeah. Exactly. Um, And so, you know, I've been able to sort of change my social media settings where all of the noise doesn't get through. Good. Um, I I thank Jack for, you know, having uh, Jack Dorsey for having uh, the the blue check mark. Yeah. Um, Right, right. Verified. Right. Because I'm verified. A lot of that stuff doesn't even get to me. It doesn't even get through. Nice, which has yeah. to be good just to keep you sane. Mm-hmm. I mean, just hearing a bunch of negativity all the time, that's just wearing. Right, and, and when they tell you, you know, uh, was it the old adage of um, words don't hurt? Yeah. Right. Words know, sticks hurt. and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It, they do. Words hurt. <laughs> words do. can create trauma. They can. Yeah, yeah. I've always thought that was a silly thing to say, too. Yeah, and that was something my mother taught me a long, long ago. But no, they words hurt. hurt. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Well, we are going to take a quick break. We will be right back with Tashara Jones. So we're back with Tashara Jones. Let's talk about children and savings. And this is such a brilliant, brilliant idea that is also doable, yes. which I love. Yes. Like those are the best, right? Let's mm-hmm. talk about, and that was what your talk was about. Yeah, it was how uh, children's savings can reduce the racial wealth gap. I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So um, when I got elected treasurer in 2013, I literally did a Google search across the country to see what other treasurers did. And I found Jose Cisneros in Chicago, in San Francisco and Stephanie Neely in Chicago. Okay. She's not the treasurer anymore, but I literally looked up their phone numbers and called them up and say, hey, you know, can you tell me how you do this gig? Good <laughs> job doing research. Right. And I love it. Right. And um, they literally gave me, you know, time. Jose gave me about a half hour of his time over the phone. And I actually visited Stephanie in Chicago, and she went uh, and she gave me time. To, you know, she took me to lunch. Oh, cool! Uh, and for those two, I'm forever grateful. So I try to be that person to other treasurers as I see them coming along. Um, but Jose started the kindergarten to college children's savings program in San Francisco. Okay. And just like San Francisco, St. Louis's program gives a fifty dollars seed account to every kindergartner entering a public school, and we add to it when they and their families do good things. So we match their savings, and we add to it for good attendance and parents' participation in financial education courses, because it's important for us to reach the family through the child. Right. Exactly. So research has shown that children with less than $500 saved are three times more likely to go to college and four times more likely to, to complete college. And every college, pre-college dollar saved avoids 2 to $4 in student loans. Really? Yes. Because student loans are like a mortgage. Right. Trillion dollar student loan debt right now. Exactly. It's scary. And you know? I am on the horizon. I, you know, I'm about to, I'm looking at 50, but I'm also looking at finally paying off my student loans. And then they're, and then you got to get it for, now you got to pay for your son to go to college. Oh, yeah. We're saving. <laughs> we are saving. I'm sure. Yeah. But it's so true. It's like, yeah. I remember going to like paying and paying and paying and thinking, I will right. never get out of this. Yeah. You know, and now I'm looking at my daughter going, okay, your turn. Let's go, you know, figure out how we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, and, and, there's this thought out there, and I've heard a, I've heard this a lot lately. People saying things like, "Well, you don't have to go to college. There are right. other things to do." Right. Um, 
not that I disagree with that, but I really, really, really want most people to go to college. I think that college is, there's a lot more to it, of course, than just the classes. There's right. there's learning how to be independent and studying independently. And I mean, what do you say to people like, oh, college isn't important? Well, you know, I think it's important um, for those who choose that as their path, um, because we've also tailored our program in a way that it's okay if you use the money for college or for other things. So right. you can use it for two or four year college, vocational or technical school, even a union but, apprenticeship. But education. Some, right. kind of, some sort of post-secondary to educate you education. To get to, even yes. if it's like you're going to go work at this company for a while to learn this particular trade or whatever. Right. It's the education thing I think is still really important. Yes, yes. But it's the education along with wealth. Yes. Um, because those two things paired together give children a step up or a chance to, you know, once they have that education, they have a nest egg to, to so it, they don't come out of college with a whole host of debt. Right. Which is what keeps a lot of college graduates from realizing what, what we call the American dream, like buying a house and building assets because they're paying off tons of student loans. Uh, so we're trying to see what we can do to sort of change that trajectory early. Um, because if a child does everything they're supposed to do in our program, you know, all of the things being equal, they'll have about $3,000 by the time they graduate. Okay. And uh, Bob Friedman wrote this book called A Few Thousand Dollars and says a few thousand dollars in anybody's life changes their life dramatically. I could, it's so true. Yeah. I mean, even just having a few thousand dollars, like like immediate money. Right. Like, you know, like right. that's what I call it. Like this money that, the just in case money. Right. You know, like right. in case you just need the, it's, it's, it can change everything. Exactly. And, and most, you know, most emergencies are like a few hundred dollars, but four right. in 10 Americans don't have less than $500 saved for an emergency. It seems so scary, you it know, does. and I think about how many people now they don't have any kind of retirement because mm -hmm. of things that have happened with the economy and what right. have you. I mean, how are we going to take care of all of these baby boomers as they retire? And not all of them are like, oh, I got my 401k and I got my financial guys, got me all set right. up. It's like, go work at Walmart. Right, because Social Security, you know, depending on who you talk to, is going to be insolvent in year 20 fill in the blank. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I do wonder about that because yeah. I get the report, which, you know, I'm like, right. it's not exciting. But, right. you know, maybe it's there. But if it's not there, then what? For how many people? Mm -hmm. It hurts my head. It does. It does. <laughs> and this has to really hurt your head. You're in it all the time. I'm in it all the time. I think one of the things that, you know, a, a whole host of things that Trump has done, you know, with this administration, but one of the things that he did that really is going to make a difference for just everyday people was he discontinued continued the MyRA program through the U.S. Treasury Department, and that allowed everyday people to start saving for retirement. Oh. And um, I wrote a white paper along with uh, Ida Rademacher at the Aspen Institute about changing the MyRA program and expanding it to a lifetime savings product that you know people all over the country could t t could use post-tax or post-tax dollars for anything you know. At, starting at birth and that account just goes along with you wow. throughout your life and turns into a retirement account. You know, first you use the first 18 years and then you use that for college. Then you get out of college and then you can use it again for retire your retirement savings. Right. So a lifetime savings account. That's 
and I've never heard of it. Yeah. Now I wish I would have known about it, but and now it's gone. Yeah. Hopefully in 2020, the thing things may change and yes. it may come back. Well, because it's so important for people. I mean, and especially if you grew up in a family that. Uh, I mean, there money is something you need to be educated about how mm-hmm. how money works, right? Right. And and so learning how money works is so important. It's like a huge part of our life, and there's so many of us that are not taught that. Right. It's because fifty like, percent of us learn our our habits from our parents. Right. So if grandma or abuela stuffs money in her bosom or in her mattress. We get those that's, lessons. We think that's what we should do with right. it. Or right. Or they're going to the corner store to, or to the, uh, uh, I can't think of the Spanish word for the barrio. Tienda. Or tienda. <laughs> uh, to uh, cash their check yeah. and pay their bills. Yeah. Then that's what we learn. Right. Right. Or right. somebody plays the lottery uh, excessively to thinking they're going to make it This is it. This is where we make it. What do you think of these apps that are out right now? They scare me. The ones that pay you ahead of time for, right? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm, I'm working today, but I'm not going to get paid for this for two weeks. Oh, get the blah, blah, blah app and your money will be immediately available. I'm like, mm. Mm, those are the new payday lenders. Mm-mm. Yes. Those right? are the new payday They've lenders. They've taken that yes. to an app. Yes. What yeah. I would prefer um, is there, there are also apps that deal with directly with employers that let you take a loan off of your paycheck. Okay. And then you pay it back over time through your paycheck. Gotcha. That is safer. Um, and there are a couple of employers that are using that as an alternative because better to have have your person coming to work. Right. <laughs> right? Yes. Right. And you know they're going to get a paycheck, so there's a guarantee in the in the payoff, assuming that that person still stays employed. Much better choice. And the interest so, rate yes. is much lower too. You youngins out there, don't get that app. Don't do it. Don't do that. That's it's just going to set you on the on a bad path. Exactly. Well, we will take another break, and we will be right back with Tashara Jones. So we are back with Tashara Jones, and it's question time. Yay! Um, so this is kind of going along with the whole TEDx talk thing, but do you remember the first speech you ever gave? Wow. Um, maybe in high school or college, um, you know, some sort of group report. Were you, did, were you, do you remember feeling comfortable in front of people or did you being, have to overcome the stage fright thing? I remember being very nervous. Yeah. Not that, visibly nervous, but nervous. Do you still get stage fright ever? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody who speaks in front of people ever gets no. rid of the butterflies. You know, I mean, I'm comfortable yeah. once I get out there. I have, yeah. But at first, like I'm in the back going, oh, I got to go in front of these people. I hope I don't look like a dork. You know, right. I'm thinking right. of all that kind right. of stuff. Right. Um, all right. So St. Louis. So you've been here in St. Louis forever. What is your dream for St. Louis? Oh, I know man. there's a lot there's of dreams, lot. but like pick top yeah. of mind, most recent, you can have five dreams. I don't care to well, share. You just I, tell I me. Would <laughs> say, and, and this sort of encapsulates all of my dreams in that your opportunity, your zip code doesn't determine your opportunity. Right. I, I, I heard that. this statement the other day that, you know, what people have an abundance of is, is talent, but we don't have an abundance of opportunity. Right. Right. So having your zip code not determine your opportunity means that that no matter where you live in this region, 
that you have the same opportunities if you live in the Ville as a child who lives in Clayton or Ladue. Oh, gosh, yes. And so that means it's everything's taken care of, right? Yes. I would, that, that's a dream I have as well, because Mm -hmm. I think it's sad. um, And we've had so many talks along these lines with Mm -hmm. TEDx where people have talked about, you know, this zip code, people live an average of seven years, you know, less Mm -hmm. and just a few miles away, this zip code, they're they're right. living like you know what have you and the health and the opportunities and mm-hmm. it it it's it it shouldn't be that way right every human life has value and we all get to have exactly. opportunities I love right. it thank you for that so growing up did you have a favorite cartoon I loved Bugs Bunny <laughs> <laughs> that whole series you know the Wiley Coyote and you always thought that he was gonna get the Road Runner and. <laughs> He always got blown up by the things he ordered from Acme. <laughs> yes, it was always from Acme. Acme You're right. right. Yosemite Sam. You know, I love that whole series. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. So did I. And, and you know, it was so interesting because so I grew, I mean, I'm old, older, right? I grew up in the 60s, 70s. But I, I tell my daughter now. When I was a kid, we all watched the same cartoons. Yeah. On Saturdays, it yeah. wasn't like cartoons were all through the week, whatever time they were. Mm-hmm. After school, there was a set of them. Right. And then from on like Saturday three morning. Three to six. Yeah. Or three to five because the news came on at five. So between three to five, there, there was go. a little set of them. And then on Saturday mornings from like nine to noon. You got them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. And we all sat in front of the TV on Saturday mornings, me and my cousins. I'm an only child, but my I had a whole bunch of boy cousins. So okay. We sat in front of the TV with our cereal. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you looked so forward yes. to it. It was like Saturday morning cartoons. cartoons. Yes. <laughs> now it's like... Three o'clock in the morning, you get some cartoon, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dial it up well, on Netflix or Hulu, whatever. Or what, oh, yeah. gosh, I have all the channels. I'm mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just I gave up consumers. Cable. You did? I gave up cable like five years ago. Why? Um, part of it was I was moving. Okay. Um, and then I said, well, because it was easier not to bring the dish and all of that. And um, most of the stuff my son was watching was on Netflix or so I want to do this. I like this because I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, do I need cable anymore? I really don't watch much on cable. I, and I was mm-hmm. looking into how can I make that switch? Like, should I make that switch? What does that look like? Right. There's actually a something called Philo. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Mm-hmm. P-H-I-L-O that I just mm-hmm. learned about that has a lot of those channels that I actually do watch, like AMC and right. I can't remember what else, but it's like 20 bucks a month. Yeah, it's a la carte. Yeah. Approach to yeah. Instead of yeah. like the whole yeah. So I've been looking. And I, I think a lot of people are going that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're. It's all app based now. It's all app based. So we have Netflix. Well, we share Netflix with. We have a family plan with Netflix and right. Hulu, and um, we have Disney Plus now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm trying to make sure that. I'm not spending on apps what I was spending on my cable bill. Well, and so, right, it all starts to add up it after starts a while, to add up right? First I mean, you have to have the high-speed internet yep. connected to the smart TV yep. or to the, to the fire stick. 
And then we and have like, Amazon subscription. Oh, 499, 10.99, 14.99. And you don't Before think about it until it. yep. Right. It's right. exactly true. Mm-hmm. And I I did that. So I tend to do that at the end of every year I kind of look at everything and go, where am I just like throwing money out right. the window, right. you know? Because I have a tendency to be like, oh, that looks like a cute subscription box, 10.99. Okay. You know, I'll get that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, what am I doing? You know, there's an app for that, too. There's there's an app to make yeah. me not do all that. You know, or, or to let you kind of check and see like Ooh, what subscriptions you I need have that and which app. ones you're oh, I think using. I did hear about that app. Do you remember what it's called? I don't remember. All right, I'll look it up. But, but there's I, a subscription fee for that too. So Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being. So where can people learn more about you? Um, they can find me on Twitter um, and Instagram at Tashara. Um, I have one of those unique names that I was able yes. to find it um, on all of the platforms. Um, and then also have a Facebook fan page for Treasurer Tashara Jones. Awesome. Thank you so much for all you're doing for us. Thank we you appreciate it. Me. This was fun. And everyone out there, keep an eye out for Tashara. And you can go wherever you see all your podcasts and just be a part of us. We always have interesting and innovative people on. Love you all. Have a great day. Bye.